Welcome to the Rock Hill Dream Center Church, where we have a vision to see communities transformed by the gospel as we love, serve, share, and send. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm glad you're here today. My name is Paul, and um, again, you know, we have a mission to see lives change through relationship with God and one another, and our vision is to see communities transformed by the gospel as we love, serve, share, and sin. And this is a beautiful church that just does a great job at that, and I'm super excited about how the Lord is moving in and through um, this ministry of His. And we're in the book of Ephesians, and we're in week four. We're going to be in Ephesians a lot and um, today we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 18, and then we're going to finish up the chapter right at the end, just as a, a few more verses. So, um, and today's the scripture talks about um, what are things that, that, that are really hard to mix, right? Um, has anybody ever tried to mix oil and water? Doesn't happen very easily. Anybody ever tried to mix water with oil that's, that's hot on your stove? Definitely not something you want to do, right? It'll cause a, a, a very big mess. But it was, it's just, I want y'all to think about how we look at the world and, and how God has called us to be together as one through Jesus Christ, but then how the world kind of makes itself um, stay in its own separate things. I mean, they're going to be talking about that today in the book of Ephesians. So, um, but before we get into it, I want to do just a little bit of a recap and, and just talk about what we um, talked about some last week. And so we learned last week that apart from Christ, we're, de we're dead men walking, right? With Christ, we're made alive and raised and seated in heavenly places. I thought that was really cool that we abide in Christ and Christ in us. Then salvation, the forgiveness of sins, and the gift of eternal life is by God's grace through faith in Christ and no merit or effort of our own. We can't earn salvation. We can't be good enough to have salvation. It was a gift from God, by God, through Christ, and it was not any doing of our own. We surrendered was the only part that we had in it. Then through, but his grace in Christ affects us now. We are his masterpiece. Do y'all remember how we talked about it as we closed? And we are part of his masterpiece, able to, to, to display his good work. And it's not our work, amen? Anything that is happening in God's churches throughout North America, throughout this world, and, and, and people are coming to, to, um, to, to faith in Christ, it's not because of the people. Yes, the people are carrying out the great commandment, the great commission. They're being vessels and they're doing what they're commanded to do. It's not, a, it's not something to say if you feel like it, but it's a commandment. But it's the spirit of God that is moving, that is growing the church. And I truly believe that the church is on the brink of seeing revival. I say that because I see a lot of the spiritual battles that are going on in the churches and some of the attacks and some of the hardship that are hitting the saints. But even more than that, I see hope in young people's eyes. I see that they are seeing that there is a living God. So I believe we're going to get to see something as the church that makes our mouth drop. But we need to learn something as Paul was teaching the church of Ephesus how do we see people in Christ 
as our equal and as somebody that, that God created as well as he created us, that he created others. And that we come together and it not be about the color of our skin or maybe from what background we're from or how little money or how much money we have. But at, at the table, when Jesus purchased us with his blood, that we are all a part of God's family. That is worth an, an amen. Hmm. So I'm going to read through Ephesians 2, 11 through 18. Then we're going to work through it verse by verse. It says, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now you've been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between the Jews and the Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups of, to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him, and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Right there, can we stop and just pray and ask God to let his Spirit speak to us through his word? Father, we thank you, Lord. We ask God right now, Holy Spirit, come to life in our hearts to stir up and to move us, Lord. Let your word churn us. Let your word challenge us. Let your word restore us. Let your word give us hope. Let your word just give us the light that we can be to this world, Lord. And, Father, we ask that if there's any words that I would try to speak that are not from you, Father, that you would bind my tongue. But, Lord, let me speak boldly in you that if there's something that you need to be said, let it be said with confidence and boldly spoken, Lord, that it is your word that would open up our hearts to let the dark go out and let the light come in. We love you, Father, and we thank you for this time together. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So... 2.11, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. Two groups of people, one who was gifted with salvation, and they were reminded not to forget where they'd come from. The other group is too blind to know that they don't have salvation. <laughs> but understand that the Jews did not have any respect for the Gentiles. The Gentiles, if you're not Jewish, of Jewish descent in here, you were a Gentile over 2,000 years ago. The Jewish people, there were the Gentiles and there were the Jews, but the, but the Jews did not believe that, that the Christ, had a hard time believing that the Christ was for them because he was coming to restore the kingdom of the Jewish people, right? And now even as Christians, as followers, they still had to be reminded of, of what Jesus Christ come to do. So we have to understand that, that through this, they were talking in this verse that said, even though your bodies have been changed physically, it didn't change your, Richard, 
heart. Richard's always talking about the heart. It's always about the heart, ain't it, Brother Richard? It's the heart. It's the heart. It, it doesn't matter what's going on. If, if your heart is transformed by the Spirit of God, it won't take long before the outside of you starts to take pro progression in that because what's going on in the inside will come out of the outside. So in, that, in those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. To be excluded, wow, to be excluded from something can create so many mental struggles, amen? You, you know, just, I'm not talking about just, the. hey, this is a big word when we're talking about God and the kingdom and Jesus, but just the little teeny things in our lives, have you ever just been excluded <laughs> Amen, brother. But I'm telling you, praise be to Jesus Christ who came and grafted you in. If you believe that Jesus is Lord and the Holy Spirit is inside of you, you are grafted into the vine and where he is, you are. There is no more exclusion in Jesus Christ. There is no more apart. And that's what this text is all about. It's not about those and us. It's about us because Jesus and his blood brought us into the family. Amen. Oh, my goodness. But you're right to be excluded, to have someone set you apart, to have two people maybe say or talk about or do something and they set you apart from it. That is kind of how the Gentiles were. They were, they were called dogs. They were looked down upon. But Jesus changed it all. To be living without God is to be living a hopeless journey. To be living without God through Jesus Christ is to be living a hopeless journey. You'll be wandering aimlessly looking for something, anything to fill a void. Mm. That's a scary place to be. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 13, it says, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. United. Everybody say united. That's a pretty word. And united. Now you've been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. To be united with Christ makes you united with whoever is united with Christ. I'm going to say that again because it took me a few times to catch it. But to be united with Jesus Christ through his blood makes you, church, united with whoever is united with Jesus Christ through his blood. There is no exclusion. There is no right or left. There is no black or white. Hey, that we have differences in our skin, but our hearts are all the same because they've been purchased at a high price, and that was Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, you can clap at that, Adam. That's good news. That is good news that, that we are royalty. Barbara, we're royalty. No matter what this world tries to tell us what's going on with us, no matter what this world tries to tell us who we are, once you were bought with the blood of Jesus, you were made right in his, the Father's image, and nothing can pull you out of the Father's hand. You are united to be adopted, I wrote this down, to be adopted into a family, coming to the great fulfilling truth that life is about more than just your desires. Amen. 
to know that you now have a family that loves you and that you fall in love with that family. What a beautiful picture that we are getting to experience that. I can tell you, I get to see all of the different stories and all the different variables. And I'm watching people rise up and hug and pray for and lift up. And the saints are being built up in Jesus because there's a family that has love for each other. Not because they do it out of their strength, but because of the love of Jesus that was poured into them. They can't help but love others. You can't stop doing it. Verse 14, it says, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united, there's that united. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when his own body, with his own body on the cross. He broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. Two separated cultures, different views, backgrounds, all united by the blood of Jesus. Jews and Gentiles just didn't mix with one another. But when the blood of Jesus poured over them, whether they wanted to mix with each other or not, they were popped together. We're going to still have problems in the family. Amen? We're living on this old wretched earth, and that enemy, don't, he, don't, he don't rest. He's constantly moving. He's going to try to cause division. He's going to try to cause turmoil. He's going to try to cause people to talk about people. But thanks be to God that he gave us the Holy Spirit that is able to, to guide us and direct us and lead us and to bind this old crazy tongue of mine that I know that sometimes I need to shut up, and it's just still moving. I know. Y'all laughing. Y'all do it, too. I'll be going out my door in the morning. Hey, girls. It'd be about 7.38, and you can just see the posture of them two ladies across the street. They're my friends. I can talk about them. I was like, y'all talking about somebody. They said, Pastor, you ought to quit. <laughs> I was like, y'all know y'all gossiping. That's just what we do. <laughs> Peace is settled on his people because of the bonding agent of the blood of Jesus Christ. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear what God said? Peace has settled on his people because of the bonding agent of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ made you one in the family. Oh, man. So he did this by, in, in verse 15, he did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Jesus fulfilled the law that ended works. This opened up a doorway that before handed us, as difficult as it was to obtain, was there just for the Jews. Now it's a doorway for all people. So what was just for the Jews, now is for all people. That Jesus didn't come to do away with the law, but he came to fulfill the law. But now it's not just checking the boxes. It's not just circumcision. It's about the heart. And where the heart is transformed and changed, there's an open doorway for all who has received the special gift of Jesus Christ. And that doorway is open for you too if you don't know him. That doorway is standing wide open with the Father on the other side of it with his arms open wide saying, come home, come back to me. My son bought you. All you've got to do is pick up the gift and walk with it. It is you, for you, and it is free. Surrender and believe in me. 
Verse 16, it says, together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross. And our hostility toward each other was put to death. Jesus' death on the cross united Jew and Gentile. His death is still reconciling people to the Father and to each other today. Whomsoever has the Spirit of God living inside them begins to view the world through the eyes of the Lord. I'm going to say that again. Whomsoever has the Spirit of God living in them begins to view the world through a different set of eyes. That means that when people don't think like you or vote like you or act like you, that you still see them as a created being of, from God and that you pray for them and that you love them and that you encourage them and that you build them up through the word and you don't tear them down through your works, that you are weeping over a person who is hurting and making bad decisions because the spirit of God is inside of you and you can't help but see every living creature as a child of God. People that you may have once detested, you find love and compassion for. Amen. Amen. Don't mean you go hang out with them each and every day. I got boundaries. I better have or I'll be like the people that I'm loving on sometime. But man, I can pray for that person I'm hurting for. You can pray for that person you're hurting for. And hey, and sometimes I'll be that person that you need to pray for. Amen. I'm just one decision every day from going crazy. I know they'll be laughing up in the back. Y'all don't be taking that back, North Rock Hill. I know you got a recorder, Gary Cheney. Chad, I just really need you to listen to this. I love my Gary. Gary and Diane's in the house. Verse 17 is he brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him. And peace to the Jews who were near Peace can be obtained. This is good stuff, Barbara. God gave me this like early over in the morning. Peace can be obtained no matter where you start. <laughs> People be like, but you don't know my past. I said, I don't really care to know your past. My head's already got enough thoughts going through it. I'm just telling you that no matter where you start, peace can be obtained. This isn't a Dave Ramsey course. This is Jesus Christ. And he says, I don't care who you are, where you are, what you've done. I'm just asking you where you want to go. Amen. Yeah. Don't focus on your beginning. Focus on where you're ending. Don't focus on your present. Focus on where you will spend eternity. 100 years at best here, 1 billion years there. Don't focus on now, focus on where we will be. That's why we can get excited when we get a diagnosis. That's why we can get excited when we're not sure what's going to happen with our children and they're running off the rails. That's why we can get excited when he or she said that they do not love us anymore because we know that our Father in heaven will never stop loving us. He will never give up on us. He will never turn his back on us. I don't care how messed up I look. Jesus said, I made a way to the Father and I'm sitting here at his right hand saying, Daddy, do you remember your promise? And he said that for each and every one of you. Mm. 17, he said he brought this good news for, of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him. 
and peace to the Jews who are near. I'm, I'm doing so good, I'm preaching it twice. <laughs> Hallelujah. We don't want to go through that one again. I might faint. Verse 18, it says, Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Amen. Church, we, we have access. When Jesus Christ came and rescued you and the Holy Spirit sealed you, you have a key card that will get you in the door of heaven that will never, ever have to be reset. Anybody ever been in them hotels have to go down to the desk and say, could you just redo my car? I think my wife messed it up. She's got stuff stuck. Could you just please redo it? They've been in my pocket the whole time. I blame it on Barbara every time. But, but, but when Christ comes and he restores you, that means you've been given access to the Father that you can boldly approach the throne of grace because of what Jesus has done for you. That you don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to look down. That you can boldly say, Father, here I am. I'm going to celebrate you. Hallelujah. You are my daddy and I'm in love with you. That's good enough. Embracing what Christ has done for us lets us embrace the peace that comes out of his sacrifice. Embracing what Christ has done for us lets us embrace the peace that comes out of his sacrifice. Jesus made a sacrifice. Jesus went to the cross and it was on the cross that he said it is finished. And it was his death and his resurrection and his ascension that lets us have peace. 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 Because we are united in him and united with one another. If we don't have peace within ourselves, it will be most difficult to have peace with others. Hmm. Listen to what will one day be a part of our lives as believers. I love the book of Revelation because we get to see a picture of what's going to happen. Everybody in here that believes that Jesus Christ is Lord, know that you are saved, will do this one day. Here. Revelations chapter 7, 9 through 12. After this, I saw a vast crowd too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings. And they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshiped God. They sang, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength and belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. And we will get to be a part of that celebration. We will be around the throne we will be celebrating who our father is and there will be no more tears there will be no more sickness there will be no more hurt and there will be no more pain and that we will have different tongues and we will have different skin colors but we will have one heart every human being that has confessed that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior will be in this picture our eyes will not be focused on one another trying to fix each other any longer they will be focused on the one who restored us. So let's read the rest of Ephesians chapter 2. It's really short. We're closing up. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together we are his house built on this foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. That finishes up two. Two different people groups. 
who in the eyes of the world could not possibly accomplish anything together. But they were made into a family by the blood of Jesus Christ. And they remain a healthy family by the sealing, the sealing, the, the, the closing up of the heart of the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus did the saving and his blood is poured over us and the Holy Spirit seals us. So if the Holy Spirit has made residence in you, you are part of a kingdom without borders. There's no more south border. There's no more northern border. There's no more Ukraine. There's no more Russia. I'm telling you, from, for believers all around this world, we live a life knowing that we are citizens of a higher place than this nation as much as we love this nation. I love my country. I think y'all do too. But it pales in comparison to the, to the kingdom that I get to go and live in forever. It's a place without borders. It doesn't have lines. It doesn't have visas. It doesn't have to have passports because my passport has been stamped by the Spirit of God and by Jesus coming to restore me. And so has yours. Amen? So you get to live in a place without borders. So we are a temple carefully joined together. That's what the scripture talks about. We're a temple carefully joined together. And Jesus Christ is our foundation and cornerstone. If Jesus Christ, believers, saints, I'm speaking to you. If you're confessing that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, is he your cornerstone? Is he your foundation? Is he where you find your identity? Or are you trying to find your identity in everything else but him while you're confessing that he is your Lord? Jesus is enough. But you don't understand what I'm going through. I I don't because I'm not that bright. But I will tell you this. I'm smart enough to get out of the way of God when he wants to move. And Jesus is enough. So will you pray and ask God, where does he want to send you? And who does he want you to connect with? Who is it that challenges you? And how can you share hope with them? Who is that person that that you kind of like, I just hope I don't see that person. Maybe it's at their family reunion. Boy, I hope we don't see Bill. He's crazy. Like Richard said, everybody got a crazy uncle. The crazy uncle deserves salvation too. Will you ask God today, this week, to give you opportunities to to discover people groups that has different upbringings and cultures and thoughts and beliefs than you? Don't let it scare you when someone says that they worship a God different than our God. Look at it as an opportunity to let them see the hope of Christ in you. 
We're living in a United States that is no longer people that are just evangelicals. There are a lot of different religions just in North and South Carolina. And we as the believers and believe that we have the only one and worship the only true God have hope living inside of us. Give, God, give us the opportunity to have conversations. And if we don't know how to have those conversations, thank you, God, for gotquestions.org. <laughs> Y'all think I'm funny. I'm not going to try to figure out how to have a hard-to-hard talk with some people when they done been versed up on this. I'll just take them right to this site. Let's read this together. You don't have to have a photographic memory. You just got to know where to go get the information, and it's the scriptures. Let the word speak for it. You don't have to have a battle. But love. But we love. Then lastly, will you then ask God to give you the courage to invite them to be a part of the family. God does the saving, but sometimes it's just us inviting to say, hey, we got a really cool family. It's a little crazy. If this one's too crazy for you, we got some more family members down the road. They ain't quite as crazy as we are. Isn't it cool that we got family members all over York County and we don't have to worry about building the Dream Center that we're just focused on the kingdom? Oh, you don't like hanging out listening to Paul? That's cool, man. We got somebody who's got some doctorates. We can send you to them. But find a place that that person can go be part of the family and celebrate God as he's moving. Amen? Amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you, Jim and Susie, for bringing this group. A lot of these people in this back right-hand side was the start of the Dream Center 17 years ago. To see them walk in today gave me a shot in my arm. And it just got me so excited. This is the Smith Life Groups. There's the Life Group. Diane loved on Jim and Susie and Barbara and I for about a year and a half. And then Wayne and Diane started a group on Tuesday. They started a group on Tuesday. And the groups just, and people are doing life. The people y'all see with them don't worship here on a regular basis. They are still part of our family. We still love them. We will still be in that, around the throne in Revelation 7. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, as we come to you today, Father God, let us love and encourage ones who don't look like us. Lord, open up our hearts that we need to be loved and encouraged because, quite honestly, Lord, I don't look like a lot of people. But thank you, God, for your spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you for grafting us into the vine, Lord, that, that through you, Jesus, that we are all one. And we love you so much, Father, and we thank you for loving us first. And God, we just want to worship you now. Father God, Lord, as we finish music ministry, we're going to worship you through baptism, Lord, as Devin wants to take place. Just make a public proclamation of you being his Lord. So, Father God, we just thank you for this time together. In Christ's name, amen.